Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Everything Emaw podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Tillery, and it is a beautiful Wednesday here in Kansas City. I hope it's going on the same for you. I hope you're having a great day. And before we do get into things here, let me tell you this. If you enjoy the show, if this is your first time listening or your hundredth time listening, go ahead and consider leaving a five-star rating and review. We're trying to get some more ratings on the show. Go ahead and take a screenshot of your review. Send it over to Pete Mundo. That's Pete, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Send it his way and you will get a Heartland College Sports koozie to rock, I would say, for the rest of the summer. But currently, we're sitting in October. We are closing in on Halloween. I mean, not in a literal sense. I mean, we still have the entire month of October. But just to know that we're sitting here with two months of college football left to talk about, it's a great feeling. We've got some great things to talk about in today's episode. And we're going to do some preview talking about the Oklahoma State Cowboys, Mike Gundy, and the rest of their squad. So you do not want to miss it. We appreciate having you here on the podcast, but let's get things started here. The 3-1 Kansas State Wildcats sitting just outside of the top 25, hitting the road on Friday for a Friday night game, which we will talk about at length in this episode. So you got that to look forward to. Kansas State travels to Stillwater, a place where Chris Kleiman has not had much success in his career. It looks like he is 1-3 in in four outings against Mike Gundy. Last year, obviously, beating the absolute breaks off that program, 48-0 in Manhattan, which also crowns the anniversary of this viral clip. Let me play it for you here right now. Mike Gundy, Oklahoma State head coach, talking about the Kansas State band, playing during some offensive plays for the Cowboys. Back in at tailback. First and goal from the six. Sanders back to pass. He's hit and he's sacked. Back at the 13-yard line. The band! The band! The band! Are you me? I mean, what a classic audio clip. Now, I'll tell you right now, guys, I don't know the rules and regulations of how the band can and can't perform on college football game day broadcasts. However, that is one of the most electric clips that I've ever listened to. Mike Gundy, the band can't be playing. And obviously choosing some uh, explicit words to throw in there, which are colorfully bleeped out, I would say. One year after that, game plays, or excuse me, two years after that, game plays in Manhattan. 2022, Kansas State beats the brakes off of them. 48-0, absolute routing in Manhattan. And the band starts chanting back. The band, the band, the band can't be playing. And the students get into it. The band, the band can't be playing. I mean, what a textbook moment. Now you head to Stillwater. It's another hostile environment. Obviously, you're going from Manhattan to Stillwater. But let me tell you this right now. How about that audio clip? How about those days? That's what college football is about. And I'm not going to sit here and say that the K-State band wasn't playing at a bad time or they weren't doing XYZ. I don't know all that. But that is an awesome clip that came across my feed, and I just had to share that with you guys today. Kansas State favored by 11.5 as it sits right now, courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook, over the Oklahoma State Cowboys, and I will tell you why. Do not worry. Oklahoma State's quarterback situation is like you hired three actors to do a weird 90s sitcom. You bring in the kid in the portal who's been around a long time, five-year veteran of college football. Hey, this guy's the guy we're looking at. He could be the future of Oklahoma State football. Then you bring in another player, 
who's already been there. This is the second year in the program. True freshman last year, now steps in. Technically still a freshman after redshirting freshman year. Played a little bit, I believe. Garrett Rangel steps out there. He's the young gun. This guy could be the future of Oklahoma State. Not just the immediate future with one year. This guy could be our quarterback. And then you bring in Coach's son. Mike Gundy's son. Gunner Gundy. Just to spice things up. A walk-on kid goes out there and competes for the starting job. Mike Gundy decides, you know what? We've got three outstanding quarterbacks. Let's go with this game plan. Let's play each quarterback in every single game. So the team goes to the non-conference schedule. They take on Central Arkansas, and you see the combination of Alan Bowman, Garrett Rangel, Gunnar Gundy. You see the three-headed monster out there. And yes, monster is an important word there because they did not look great. None of the quarterbacks looked great. And you would think, hey, okay, you know what? One of these quarterbacks had to look slightly better than the others. And they did. In my opinion, believe it or not, it was the coach's son, Gunnar Gundy. He was the only quarterback that has a mobile aspect to his game. That's the guy you go with. Gundy says, you know what? Post-game interview, after just abysmal stat lines for all three players. Gundy goes out there and says, you know what? All three of our quarterbacks, I don't know why he has a southern draw whenever I do his impersonation, but we're going to stick with it. All three of our quarterbacks, they were good enough to start. We're going to do it again. There was no issue I saw with their game. This is after the quarterbacks throw picks, bad turnovers, bad missed reads, and none of them were really effective. They go play a true freshman in Arizona State, and Arizona State is bad. I mean bad, guys. Not a good football team. Starting a true freshman quarterback against Oklahoma State and takes them to the wire with the three-quarterback rotation. Same thing. None of the quarterbacks look great. Mike Gundy, you know what? I think they looked incredible. Let's do it again. Week three, you get smacked in the mouth by South Alabama. And yes, I know, South Alabama is a good team for their level, but this isn't a team you should lose to. Sure enough, they get the absolute break speed off, and they got smacked back to Stillwater in unhappy fashion. Everybody in the fan base, pissed off, angry. Hey, we've got to change something. And Mike Gundy says, you know what? We're going to play one quarterback. We'll see who that is. Out of the three quarterbacks in my mind, this is how it looked. Gunnar Gundy, number one. Garrett Rangel, number two. Alan Bowman, number three. He looked awful in the first three games of the season. And to give you a little bit of perspective on that, let me read you his stat line through the first three games. First game, they play Central Arkansas. Alan Bowman finishes with an 18.2 quarterback rating. Now, I'm not a mathematician, but that is not good. Second game, Arizona State. Here's a massive jump, a massive jump. 68.6 quarterback rating. Still not great. But you know what? Better. It was an improvement. The third game, a 33-7 loss against South Alabama on the 16th of September. A 1.9 quarterback rating. Less than two. Not like 200 or 20 or 20 anything. 2%. Less than 2%. 1.9 quarterback rating. Let me read you the stats associated with that. First game, Central Arkansas. Alan Bowman goes 13 of 24 for 80 yards, no interceptions. That's fine. That's okay. Completion percentage, 54%. Not horrible, but definitely not moving the offense anywhere. Arizona State plays better. This is the best game of his three. Goes 11 of 16 for a buck 13, no touchdowns, no interceptions. South Alabama, the 1.9 rating. Completes half of his throws, goes 6 of 12 for 42 yards and a pick. Through three games, Alan Bowman, his stats do not look good. Let's, let's add this up real quick. I should have done this before I thought about it, but let's add this up together. You've got 80 yards passing here. That's good. 
113 the next week. Okay, still not at 200 yet. And then 42 the third week. Through three games, Alan Bowman has thrown for 235 yards and one interception. No touchdowns on that. That's awful. And Mike Gundy said, you know what? That's our starting quarterback. That's our guy. Hey, we've made it. We've got our guy. That team is taking on the defending Big 12 champion Kansas State Wildcats with one of the best quarterbacks in the entire league in Will Howard under center. That's the team you're taking on. And yeah, it's a home game. You could say, you know what, Stillwater, it's a tough place to play. They've got things going. Their defense is horrible too. And I mean horrible. There's a stat a buddy of mine always tosses out. I say a buddy of mine, never met the guy. But I like what he does, so in my world, he is my friend. As are you that are listening. You are my friend, sir. Or ma'am, either one. Anybody is my friend who listens to this podcast. I tell you that right now. This is what we see. Twitter user calculates the stats behind how many missed tackles you've had this season. What is the top percentage of missed tackles that any team has? The number one team in the country, Mike Gundy and the Oklahoma State Cowboys, who are missing tackles 20% of the time. One-fifth of the tackles they go for are missed. That's awful. That leads the nation. 20% missed tackle rate. This team is not a good football team. Especially when you look across the board and you say, you know what has to happen for them to win? Every touchdown needs to come on a trick play. Will Howard and the offense need to turn the football over seven times. Our defense needs to be the worst it's been since before Bill Snyder got to Manhattan. That's what needs to happen for Oklahoma State to beat Kansas State this weekend. And I'm not sitting here saying this to put on any extra juju of, you know what, hey, it's impossible for us to lose, knock on wood. I don't even feel that way. This team is not a good football team. The spread is just under 12 points. That's a massive spread for conference play. You might see that between Georgia and Vanderbilt. This is the Big 12. Kansas State. We might not even be the best team in the league right now. In my mind, we are because go Cats always. That team has no shot of beating Kansas State. But you know what? There's always something. Any given Sunday, am I right? Obviously, it's playing on Friday night, which is our next topic to talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the era of Friday night football for college football. Immediate response. I'm sure that you're listening to me talk right now and you're hearing some negativity, some displeasure in the idea that we're playing on Friday night. Strike that off the record. I feel fine about playing on Friday night football. Here's why. This is a good opportunity to compete with some of the bigger sports, the bigger teams, the bigger conferences in the world. This provides us a unique perspective, a unique opportunity, if you will. Kansas State and Oklahoma State, this will not be a close game. But I tell you what, go through and look at all the teams playing on Friday night. Kansas State's going to be the best team playing on Friday night. Just from what I've looked at. I haven't even really looked that hard. There is not a consistency across the league saying, you know what? We got to play on Friday night. That's a Georgia-Missouri game. Or that's a LSU taking on Alabama. That's what's going to happen on Friday night. Hell no. But Kansas State, Oklahoma State, put that on Friday night. You'll have 3 million viewers. Out of necessity. Out of sheer necessity. Hey, I want to watch college football. I'm tired of watching nothing, you know, on Friday nights. Or baseball. I mean, baseball's awesome. Everybody loves baseball. But it's not football. When you're a football guy, you want football. It doesn't matter who's playing. You could sit there and see Purdue play Indiana, and that game will be streamed exclusively on Peacock. You get a Peacock subscription for that. I wouldn't, but some people will. There are football people out there that want to see this game. Kansas State should make a mockery of Oklahoma State in their home stadium, Boone Pickens Stadium. That's what should happen. And Mike Gundy should be politely told, hey, buddy, it might be time to just think about some things, see what's next for you in the next couple of years. 
I'm not saying see what's next for you in the next week, but we might have to change some things here in Stillwater. In the past, we've been one of the best teams in the Big 12 for the last decade. That doesn't seem to be the same message anymore. And you can say, you know what, they lost some production. They lost some guys to the portal. Why do you think they lost so many guys to the portal? Head coach cannot relate to the players. They can't. It's the era of the NIL. Guys are getting money in their pockets, and yeah, Mike Gundy's got money. He can relate in that sense. But Mike Gundy for so long has motivated his team out of sheer will to get to a bowl game, sheer will to compete. You can offer that anywhere in America right now. And these players can be heavily compensated for their time spent anywhere else. Oklahoma State, they've got cool jerseys. They've got cool things going on. Is that Mike Gundy's choice? Maybe. Doesn't feel like Oklahoma State is the program it was a decade ago. You lose your main rival in Oklahoma. You lose XYZ. You lose the NIL money. You lose this and that. You're going to play in Stillwater, which, yes, is one incredible college football venue. But why wouldn't you go to a place like Kansas State? Why wouldn't you go to a place like TCU right now? you got one of the hottest teams in the country in the past two years. Obviously, this year it's a change of pace. But if you're going to play in the Big 12, there's different programs you go to now. Oklahoma State, they've got to get with the times. Whether that be Gundy getting a bigger focus on NIL and the transfer portal. But you can't just recruit high school players anymore and let that be your entire team. Chris Kleiman's a great example of what to do in that situation. Yes, this is an old school guy. Spent time in North Dakota State before the transfer portal was there. Spent, not transfer portal, I say, before NIL was utilized as much as it is. That's a coach that adapts. And then you go and you land a couple of four-star guys in the transfer portal. You bring in Adrian Martinez last year. He helps you lead you to a Big 12 title alongside Will Howard. Keegan Johnson from Iowa, four-star guy. Guys on the defensive ball, four-star, three-star guys. You develop a player from Juco in Kobe Savage into an NFL draft pick. That's what Chris Kleiman's doing. It's a combination of all this, which Mike Gundy has not shown that ability to do. So you look across the board at this team. Offense looks bad. Defense looks bad. Special teams, don't even get me started on how bad special teams is. This is not a good football team right now. And I don't see how that could change. Their schedule is not very easy. But alas, I digress. We're going to talk about Friday Night Football. The downsides of Friday Night Football. Yeah, you'll bring in about 3 million viewers on the broadcast. If you don't believe me, you saw those numbers from Kansas and Illinois. Illinois is horrible. They're in that Oklahoma State category. People want to watch football, and they'll watch football. The downside of playing on Friday is you can't scout high school players across the state. For the longest time, that's been your M.O. at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Michael Boganowski is a great example. Four-star linebacker, the best player in the state of Kansas from 2024. Deciding where to go between Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma. He's a kid from Junction City living 20 minutes away from Manhattan. You can go to the Bill anytime you want. Except for this Friday night game. Obviously, it's not played in the bill anyway, but still, you can't check out your team because you're too busy playing. You have an actual game. And if you didn't know this, folks, Junction City's got a great team this year. I forget who they're taking on, Washburn Rural maybe, one of these teams that's damn near undefeated. That's where they're at. They're not going to focus on where they're going to college. When you're playing a football game, you're going to focus on, okay, where's the defense going? Where's the offense going? What do we need to do here? You're not thinking, you know what? I could commit to K-State. You're not thinking that in the second quarter when you need to make a tackle. That's the downside of college football playing on Friday, is you miss local talent on Friday night. So then I'd pitch you this. And this isn't my idea. I'll take credit for it, but it's not my idea. Shout out to the guys at Go Power Cat for coming up with this idea. Why wouldn't you move the high school football game to a Thursday night? You can get away with doing that. Absolutely could. These are high school guys. You can make it work. Hey, coaches, we're moving this to Thursday just so your players can get more views. You know, you've got guys that are going to be college athletes. 
Sometimes coaches are, are in attendance. They're in the stands. This past week, Boganowski had Chris Kleiman there. I don't know if Leipold was there, but I think their coordinator, their offensive coordinator was there from KU, as well as the Florida State head coach. That opportunity is gone. If you're playing on Friday night, Chris Kleiman won't be there. Give yourself some more opportunities. That's what you want to see. And that'd be incredible, but I don't make the rules. I'm not the commissioner, league director of Kansas high school football, nor am I the director of college football at all. Nor do I really have any power. I'm just a guy talking into a microphone telling you what I think. And that's okay. And what I think is going to happen is we're going to have a great night of football on Friday. So mark your calendar, turn on your TV, go to a bar, do anything you can. Go get the biggest beer you can find and drink it. Every time K-State scores, and we might not see you tomorrow morning for a long time. That's what's going to happen in this game. I tell you what, folks, it's going to be a great game. I'm excited just as you are. If you can't feel it in my voice, I apologize because I am excited for this game. I'm juiced. This is the motivator game. Last year, you saw it 48-0. You know how much confidence that gives you in your, in your offense, in your defense, everybody on the sideline? That game propels you going forward. That's what can happen again here on Friday night. Maybe not 48-0, but you want to tell me that this team isn't motivated? Will Howard's never won in Stillwater. Kobe Savage never won in Stillwater. The seniors, the juniors, the leaders on this team have never won in Stillwater. This is their opportunity. And I'll tell you what, and I will talk about this next week in a podcast. We've got a, an interview I will tease. We're going to talk about someone on the defensive side of the ball. We're going to talk about some of their competitive options and competitive juices. We're going to talk next week in an interview with someone on the podcast. I'll have some clips for you. We're going to talk to them about how much this team is motivated out of spite. Spite, ladies and gentlemen. That's what motivates Kansas State's defense. It's what motivates a lot of these dudes, and it is a huge factor. We're going to talk about that and more next week on the Everything Ema podcast presented by Heartland College Sports. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I'm excited to talk to you each and every week about Kansas State. We'll have a lot more to talk about next week after Kansas State takes down Oklahoma State. We'll talk about it here soon. I appreciate you guys listening. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and go Cats!